Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the show this week. I am bringing you another guest that just makes my heart pitter-patter. I'm so excited again today. We are having the lovely Erica Pruitt join us on the podcast this week. And she is a graphic designer and brand strategist. So I know how many of you are interested in branding. We're all very excited about that around our Etsy shops. And you're going to leave the podcast today with so many new ideas and so much inspiration because Erica is so gifted in branding. So she has had the opportunity to design for businesses of all different sizes. So everything from small businesses all the way up to major corporate products. Um, So she has worked in brick and mortar. She's worked in e-commerce. She's worked in jewelry. She's worked with an author, a coach, boutiques, and then all the way up to recently, her work was featured on Minted.com, quite an awesome feather in her cap. And then she has done work for UCLA, both Berkeley and San Diego, um, branding to a market of 280,000 plus students. So we have an expert in our midst today. <laughs> I'm so excited to learn from her because this is definitely not a subject that I am strong in. And so I was like, let's bring in the big guns. So please help me welcome Erica to the podcast today. Buckle up. I know she's going to bring goodness. Hi, Erica. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much. This is um such a unique episode for us to do, but I know that the listeners are going to like gobble it up because you're brilliant. And so, um, so thank you so much. And thank you for reaching out to me and initiating our friendship. Oh, I'm so excited. Your podcast has been so helpful. I just find your information really concrete and really just honest and kind. And so it's just really, really a blessing. I'm really excited to be able to talk to your listeners and help any way that I can. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's very fun that you're one of them. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It totally, totally cracks me up. Um, Okay. So, I mean, like the spotlight is yours, beautiful. Like, tell us, tell us your story. What's your background? How did you get started in graphic design? Yeah. So the funny thing about my story is, I actually wanted to be an English professor and did that for about a year. <laughs> um, and then I found myself uh, avoiding grading papers by doing graphic design. So I graduated during the recession and I got a job in professional editing, but they really needed a graphic designer and the job paid nothing, but they had a lynda.com account. And so I just learned on the job. And so I was just learning all of the Adobe suite and 
once I started getting into that, I was like, okay, I got to get my master's. And I, I still want to do this uh, English professor thing. My mom was a professor growing up. So I really saw the flexibility and just the ability to teach other people I loved and thought I wanted to do that. But then when push came to shove, like, there's just like a lot of papers to grade all the time. And I love the classroom, but I just did not love grading papers. <laughs> so I was doing graphic design to kind of avoid it. And, you know, my husband, I think he was maybe my fiance at the time was like, why don't you just do this as your job? Like we, you don't have to start with, with where you were heading just because you've put all this time and energy into it. And I think at the time, if I had gone back, I was just so nervous. I was like, all of the applications for graphic design say that you need a four-year degree in this. Like, how am I ever going to get hired? And he was just so simple. He was like, you're good at this. It's going to be fine. Do it. And I just, in my heart, was like, no, I can't. And you know what? It was just the support that I needed that once I started, the God just opened doors and just was really kind. And I just, so many people's stories that I know, once you know it, it's like, oh, I didn't go to school for that, but you can do it anyways if you just take the steps to learn it and, and get started. And that's kind of been a huge part of, of my story. So I started doing that. I did freelance for a while, worked at a startup, worked um, for some universities, went back to freelance when I had my daughter. And that's kind of where I am now. Okay. So two things. Um, One, what a guy. Yeah. Yeah. What a guy. I know. Um, So keep that one. And and number two, I need to know, like, what is your relationship with art? Like, were you Mm -hmm. the child that was doodling? I need to know the background because we don't just wake up one day and we're like, I'm a great designer. Like you have been, I need to know. (laughs) Oh, that's kind. Yeah, I know. I, lo- I always loved art. I loved crafting too. Like I loved sewing, but I actually went to school doing, um, wanting to double major in English and art because I could never figure that out. And at the school, they didn't have graphic design. So my uh, coach there was just basically, basically uh, when I say coach, I just mean whoever is that advisor, school advisor. My school advisor was basically like, just take art classes, like as many art classes as you can. So I did. So that's actually how I learned some of it, like HTML and coding and stuff. Um, But that was all just for fun at the time. And so I really didn't have any idea like how it would fit into my story or if I was ever going to use it again. Um, But yeah, I would say that I did like the art classes growing up. I did. (laughs) I was kind of the person that would be like drawing at their desk and stuff like that. So it it makes sense now. (laughs) No, your work is so, uh, it's so beautiful. And I love that it's just hardwired. Um, It also explains why I, to this day, really cannot do graphic (laughs) design. Like it is a gift, right? You have a gift. So, okay. I know like branding is something that we hear it almost feels like a buzzword now um especially in our like influencer culture and we hear about branding and you've got to have branding and i mean we know that we do but i i feel like as a new etsy seller maybe who's never been in business before um and even some of us who are more established we're sitting here kind of chewing on this okay so like what is branding do i need it how do i you know how do i implement it and i think like the first the, the place i'd love to start with you because you're so good at talking about this is like what makes some brands irresistible? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, what is it? Like, I think that's at the heart of why does it even yeah. matter, right? Exactly. No, I love that. Because when I think of like, even when you're saying that, I think of, okay, when some brands, I'm excited if someone were to give me that product as a gift, I feel, feel so loved by that. Yes. 
or there are certain companies that I really want to tell my friends about. I'm like, you have to get this deodorant. It's the best deodorant ever. You know, it's like, it's for, it's deodorant. Like who, who even cares? But, you know, really, why do I feel that passionate about it? It's comes down to kind of how I see a, a couple of things. First, people know who you are and what you're about. And that sounds, it's one of the ones that sounds so obvious, but it's actually, that's like the marketing piece is getting your name out there. Putting yourself out there takes um, a lot of courage. And then after that, people actually really respecting, you know, kind of who you are and what you're about. And that kind of might come down to your values. And in, in the business of branding, you'd call that your core values, but it can be kind of just as simple as, you know, you're someone who's honest or someone who's friendly, someone who's kind, and people really respect that in how you go about conducting your business. And as you build that rapport, um, that is a huge part of your branding. And then the other piece would just be, you know, there are the aesthetics when you think of like your logo and your colors, that that looks consistent, that that looks professional, that that looks attractive. And um, I think that's the piece most people think of. And then the last piece, which I know, Lizzie, you've talked about before, which I think is just so awesome, is that customer service. And yes. even customer service, I get overwhelmed by in terms of thinking of like, how do I do that? Well, that feels so professional. But I just think of it as like, do you take care of your people well? And when you do that, that builds up so much rapport for your brand for your branding and um yeah just even to talk about like when you think of the word branding I think of the word what's the reputation you have for your um that for your is company. so good yeah yeah talk about that more please <laughs> no I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to like change the subject I meant like yeah like I'm excited <laughs> like that's so good it's your reputation yes especially yeah. on Etsy Yes, yes. So your reputation is just like, when you think of a person, what do you think about them? And what are all those feelings that come up? A lot of those are those experiences. And a lot of those actually happen to be, um, if that person keeps their word, if they're trustworthy, if they're dependable. So that a lot of times comes back to your brand in those starting pieces, especially when you're just starting out. And some of those aesthetics might be a little bit hard to invest in. It's a great way to invest in your business is through your customer service and being able to kind of show like, okay, this is what I'm telling you I'm selling you. And then when you get it, you see that quality that they believe in you, that you're sending it in the time that you said you would, or that you're actually being really kind in talking to them, or you're just being honest when things don't work out. You know, I think that you don't have to be perfect in all everything that you do, but just being a real human and being kind about that, people really connect. And I think that builds brand trust. And that's what a branding really like the foundation of brand branding is trust, right? And you want to just build as much trust with your clients or customers as you can. I'm so glad you're laying this mm -hmm. out because um, a lot of times, you know, people don't feel like customer service is a really sexy topic to talk yeah. about. Um, however, branding is a very sexy topic to talk about. Yeah. And I love, like, I think you've, you, and obviously, cause you're the, you're a branding expert, but you've taken this to a whole new level, even in my own mind. Like I wouldn't have even thought to put that piece under customer service, but I will tell you, um, one of the reasons that my Etsy shop had so much success was because I was really communicative, not like in an annoying way, but in like a anticipating needs kind yes. of way. Yeah. And I would send them, I would send a DM, like a thank you note via like right on Etsy. As soon as I got the order, like within 24 hours, because I wanted them to feel like, Oh, a real human's got this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then like, if there was any kind of delay, any issue whatsoever, like there were times when I'd want to redo a piece and it took a while, but I wanted to redo it because I didn't think it was of the quality that I wanted to send out. And so I would like 
if I needed an extra couple of days, you know, I would, I wasn't going to just like ask for forgiveness later. I wanted to be really proactive with my communication. Um, and so my reviews really reflected that. So mm-hmm. like this kind of all translate, right? So translates, right? Because you project this really like friendly, trustworthy image up front with your Etsy shop. And then people go through the transaction with you and they're like loving every second of it. They leave a great review. And then your whole shop gets elevated in the, um, in the TikTok, TikTok, in the Etsy algorithm. Can you tell I've been on TikTok? (laughs) (laughs) And your whole shop and your listings get elevated in the Etsy algorithm. And then when they, when shoppers, then they, they're more likely to see it. And then they go look at your reviews and the reviews validate the whole thing. So like, Tell is there more you would want to add to that? Like that's just been my personal experience, but is that kind of how it might translate to Etsy? And like, and how would yeah. you expand on that? Yeah, I mean, the thing that I think about just to confirm and affirm what you were saying in that is when you're selling your products at like a craft market or in a store, like you build that brand trust because people are talking to you, and you can kind of get all of that nonverbal body language to see if you're trustworthy or not, and you can kind of become friends with the person. Or even if you're just walking into a boutique, like you know where you can return the item and be like, "Hey, this did not work" or something like that. But when in the online space, you know, it's a leap of faith to people to buy something from you. And so you have to kind of build that rapport and that trust in that communication. People want to feel led. They want to feel cared for. And I think any sort of communication and what you were just talking about being proactive in that um, really helps work towards that. So I think just having that mindset of like, okay, I need to put myself out there just a little bit more in the digital space, even though Etsy is really trustworthy, but to build that rapport for my own brand within that space is really, really going to help you. So, yes. (laughs) I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we had a chance to chat about this because it's one of the biggest mistakes that I see, um, you know, the new sellers making, we have to really watch our, our community culture right now because it's moving towards an I, 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 and in a way that's good, right? We're, we're validating people who've been abused. We are empowering people who are being oppressed. And I am so for that. I, my, I have the chills. I'm so for that. My hair is standing up. Um, and at the same time, we need to care about our, our fellow man as well. And so like, even though we need to validate I, and we need to take care of ourselves, we also need to take care of our customers. Um, and so I just love that we had a chance and I, and I know, I know our listeners are salivating, so I'm going to pivot us a little bit towards more of the visual element, which you are an absolute genius about. Um, You know, when you're first starting out, I know for me, I didn't have any graphic design background or experience. Do you have any tips for like a beginner who really, they know how important it is for their, their shop and their products and their photos to be really beautiful, but they don't necessarily have the skills. Like what kind of tips could you maybe give them for when they're starting out? Yeah, I would love to. I think the first thing that I really just want to validate is when you jump into doing your own business, it feels like you're taking on like 10 new jobs that their own professions at once (laughs) and just be like that is real like that's why there is photographers out there that are professionals that's why there's graphic designers and web designers that are professionals and so just to kind of like take that burden off the shoulders to be like I don't need to be an expert in all of this to be able to get started, to be able to get the ball rolling. So I just think there needs to just be an immense amount of grace of like, don't shame yourself if your branding is not what you want it to be right when you just get started, because it can evolve as your business grows. And you can get to a point where you can invest in someone like a graphic designer, even if you can't do custom branding right at the start, just giving yourself that grace of being like, okay, I have this vision in my head and I can't quite do it myself, but that's okay. Like done is better than perfect. And that's something that 
like need to tell myself over and over again when I put things out there that I just have this really high, you know, I'm recovering perfectionist in that way. Um, so that is just kind of what I wanted to like lay the foundation of is if there's just any sort of emotional element that's blocking people from getting started when it comes to your branding, like hear from a graphic designer. It's okay if you know this isn't as good as it could be, but I just want to get started. And that's actually one of the best things that you can do is because you can build your brand and all of that things we were talking about with those values and that customer service, even if your aesthetics aren't completely perfect. But then in terms of specifics, I would just say simple. So a lot of really, really well done um, logos out there are what's called word marks, which are just your business name in a font. So if you think of like Anthropology or J Crew or Madewell, like there's, they're just taking their business name, they're just being really choosy about picking a font, and they're just putting it in a brand color, and that's their logo. So I think things that would be a really easy way to get started is just go to a place like. Creative Market, which sells fonts. There's a ton of font foundries out there, but that's like a really easy one. And then you could just type in your business name and just find a font that really looks good to you and purchase that font. Maybe go to Canva and get like a business account and then upload your font and be able to create a logo through there. So it wouldn't be vector format, which would be able to be scalable, if that makes sense, to any size. But that would at least get you started if you're in a position where you really just want to DIY it yourself and um, be able to be like, okay, how do I even make a logo? That is, I'd say, just be really choosy and picking a really nice font. And that will get you kind of where you need to get started to be able to get going. Okay. I'm like the Etsy, the place where our little logo goes yes. is super small. Yes. Um, so maybe is there like, would you suggest an abbreviation or using one letter or is there anything you could suggest? I'm just imagining yeah. like if I did my, my you do that. Yeah. Okay. My shop is like peaceful home co. So that yes. would be like, yes. So if you have a, a if but you have a short name for your logo, I would do this is a really good question, by the way. I'm start, going to start getting yeah, really I hope you don't mind. <laughs> um, that would be a really good space for that. But let's say in Etsy and you have, I know exactly what you're talking about. So what you could use is what would be called a submark or an alternative logo. And so that would be something like the Nike swoosh, if you're thinking yes. of that, or okay. the target circle, you know, the like little bullseye circle. So a way that you could do that is you could also look for like illustrations in creative market and you could just pick a, like a little graphic and put it in there. Or you could do a letter is a, I love monograms look really nice in that space as your submark. So you could just do one letter, like an M or, um, yeah, any sort of like monogram would look really nice in that spot. So I would recommend that if you, especially if you have a long business name, but just simple looks well and just, and just be kind of picky about what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Fine. Um, no, this is amazing because I cannot tell you how many people stress about getting started because of this piece. It's like, yeah, it's not yeah. Than perfect. So yeah. how do you know, like, how do you kind of know when you, um, when, like if you've positioned your brand in a way to attract the customers that you want, yeah. um, like what can you do to intentionally attract them? Yes. Okay. So are I'm you excited? So, you, yeah. you, <laughs> I'm about this stuff. I can't tell. I love it. It's just debunking it and just helping people understand what to, where to go from there is just something I'm really passionate about. So what I would do is <laughs> I would look at not your direct competitors. Like let's say you're selling handmade baby bonnets or something like that. I wouldn't, 
I, I think looking at direct competitors is helpful, but not in this space. Not for when this space, right? Not for this moment. When you're trying to figure understand your ideal client, that might be kind of a little bit distracting. But what you could look at is what else would this person be buying? And just make a list of all the brands that that person would probably buy from. So you could look at what baby onesies, what baby blankets, what um, baby toys, like, and just write down all the brands you could think of. You could even think of like what clothes would the mom be buying from brands from, or what kind of like interior design products would she be filling her home with? And then look at the websites and social medias of those and then just write down everything you can that you can describe. So what does their logos look like? Even if you don't know like, oh, this is a Seraphon or a Sans Seraphon, you could just write down like it's elegant or it's playful and you could just describe the colors, describe the feeling of the photos. Oh, they're all really light and airy. And then once you write those all down, you can start seeing patterns because what you really want is you want your brand to fit in with the collection of brands that that person in this situation that mama could see herself buying from because we all do that right so you really want to be like oh yeah this bonnet is going to fit with all these other brands that I want to purchase from so then you kind of see these patterns and that's really going to help you when you start doing your branding especially if you're doing it yourself to see how okay is this on the right track or is mine like kind of going off track and that will really get you a feel it's the patterns that you're looking for instead of like one specific brand to copy you kind of want to make sure you're not doing that but once you look at okay I'm going to do design research on these eight or ten brands that I've brainstormed that she might also love then you can kind of see the look and feel that that person is really into this is gold I've actually never done that I'm really good at doing my research but I've never done that from a branding perspective and looked at all the other things that they would also buy uh, thank you. I mean, yeah. pot of gold right there. Do you ever find yourself wondering how on earth to respond to a customer's DM when they're either asking about their order status or upset about something? Today's episode is brought to you by my very own customer service templates, PDF download and mini course. The most common post I'm seeing in the Etsy forum these days are people asking for advice in dealing with various customer service problems and situations. I totally get it, you guys. Like when we're in the heat of that moment and we're feeling frazzled or overwhelmed, it can be extra hard to know what to say to diffuse a situation. Like we want to sound empathetic and confident. We want to be professional and warm. Like we wonder how our tone is coming across to that customer as we type out our response and worry that one wrong word could land us in one star review land. Like not to mention, you know, not everyone was born with the gift of the written word. Maybe you're someone who is utterly exhausted by the idea of wordsmithing great responses to customers, and you'd much rather spend your energy on product development or marketing brainstorming. I totally get you, and I totally got you. And now you don't have to figure it out on your own. When you order my customer service templates offering, I'm going to literally hand you over 20 different already written templates for daily, common, and those difficult conversations. They're already written out exactly how I use them so you can actually see them in action. And then I'm also going to give them to you as like a fill-in-the-blank template that you can just make your own and save in your Etsy snippets or an easy-to-access document on your phone or computer. With this, I'm going to throw in a mini course that goes over in detail my personal customer service strategy so that when you do need to come up with a response to something in the future, you're already going to have that inner culture for customer service that's going to guide your writing, and I promise it'll make it so much easier. You can grab these tools today at howtosellyourstuff.com 
Leave the guesswork out of your DM responses. I'll do the writing so you can get back to creating. Okay, so I'm switching these up a little bit because this is a perfect segue. How? Okay, what makes some logos feel really like, or branding and specifically logos that feel really yeah. like cheap, and some feel really yeah. amazing? Do you? Is there? Is there okay. like a mental thing to that? I don't. How do I? Yeah, it's, it's honestly one of those. <laughs> one it's of the things is right? you like look at yes. it and you have a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think a huge part of it is just a personal story is when I got started, I look back at some of my work and I'm just like horrified from it. Like 10 years ago, 12 years ago when I was just getting started and I was like, oh my goodness, what was I doing? And I think because I didn't, I was learning what I was doing. I over-designed. So I just threw like everything in the kitchen sink in there to try to feel like it was like the more, the better. And when you really, really get into really good design, it's like less is more, but what you do is really quality and really like very picky. So a way to that kind of think of this would be like, I have this really nice dress and on the dress, it has like a snap to like tuck my bra in so that it hides. I'm like, that's a nice dress. Or when you think of like a really nice purse, it has like a different fabric pattern on the inside or well. So it's like the details are really what makes something looks good. And so when it comes to graphic design, you're looking at those details in the fonts. So you're looking at each letter of your business name and being like, okay, what do I really like about this O? Is this O the right O? And when you have a professional do it, they can customize letters. But when you're doing it yourself, when you're choosing your font, you just kind of literally can compare, okay, is this E or this E the better E? Instead of just looking at generals, try to get as specific as you can. And then just really, really simplify and trying to think of like, okay, I want this really less, less is more in quality over quantity. And really looking at those kind of details, if that helps. I, okay, I need to interject. I need to ask something. Did you just yeah. tell me that like, and I feel so, I feel a little silly that this didn't occur to me before. Did you literally just tell me that big brands, like if they don't like the O in the font they're using, they change it? Yes. Like they make their own font basically? Yeah. Yes. Oh so my they gosh. Will take, yes. So they take a font kind of like as a base font and then you can customize each letter. So that would be like the serifs go a certain, you know, out a little bit more, in a little bit more, curve a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. I want to be that important one day. That is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, oh it's yeah. Okay. And sorry for all of you. Really, really detail oriented that that's how you can kind of, kind of take it next level. I'm hoping there was at least two other people who didn't know that before because I'm over here like, oh, what? That's so next level. Um, my sister has like such a good eye. She she is such the designer of the family. Yeah. Um, and like I always marvel at the attention to detail she has. That like just I mean I have it in other areas. Like I love marketing yeah. and um and you know business and and um there are other areas I get really really detailed in, but not into like my house. No, like my house is like comfy. It, yes. It's not beautiful. Her house is like a Pinterest house. So, um, so yeah, you're speaking her language and I, and she, she's going to be like, how did you not know that? But it's okay. It's all right. That's, like, that's a great point. Cause it does kind of go across disciplines when you think of like, I love watching interior design shows. They're really picky about like the hardware they choose and yes. you know, that kind of stuff too. I just call her because I'm just like, tell me what you're doing here. <laughs> here and it's going to look terrible and I'm going to think it's going to be great. And I'm just, I, I'm just going to listen to you. I'm not even going to say you're wrong. I'm just going to listen to you. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, for our, I know a lot of times and, and I'll, I'll spend to get these questions 
options. Um, the new Etsy shop owners are kind of, they're trying to figure out the, again, the, um, the visual element, but more in their, maybe their packaging, um, the things they might get printed, if they're going to do business cards or like, thank you inserts, things like that. And so I wanted to see if you have suggestions, um, like how could, where would you suggest people get, okay. And you taught me this word the other day. It's called print brand collateral, right? Like, yes. Yes. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah. So that would be like the industry word for anything printed that has your branding on it. So logo patterns. (laughs) You think, yeah, exactly what you were just describing of that, like stickers, custom packaging, um, all of that kind of stuff. There's also like digital brand collateral, which would be anything like your social media icons that you can make or any sort of like that Etsy little square that we were talking about before. That would be part of your digital brand collateral. But if you wanted stuff printed, um, honestly, I... Google's great to just be like custom stickers, but places that I've used and love before, Moo.com has really nice quality things for a um, good price point. And that would be stuff like business cards or thank you cards or flyers. I just really like anything that feels a little bit thicker and that they yes. do nice quality stuff. Um, I've used something like rubberstamps.net. It, the site looks terrible, but they do great custom stamps if you want to be able to like stamp different packages from there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the website's terrible, but the stamp is amazing. I've ordered several times. But yes, I can validate that. It's a great price point. Um, I've used Sticker Mule before. They do good stickers oh, yeah. and magnets. Um, I actually have a personal vendor list that I'm happy to share with anyone that is just all the print vendors that I what? use and love. That could be any of the stickers or packaging tape or custom tissue paper. And that might also give them an idea of like, what can I even do? Because sometimes that can be kind of hard to even get started of what are my options out there. So I'm happy to share that for free. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know, I'm, do you know how hard it is for someone who has no eye to know where to look? Like I'm going to end up somewhere so lame. So yes, please. I will link that you guys. I want to know who the professional designers use. That's amazing. Um, Oh my gosh, no. And that totally just even threw me off. That's so good. Well, okay. So can we talk about like um, packaging then? Do you have like insights on that too? Yes. Um, definitely thinking about those details again. So I think of like how Apple products, they love thinking about how the unpackaging experience and they've thought about even like the coating on the paper they use and what that looks like when you open it. So I would just think this would be a great place. I know you've talked about it before of doing competitor research. If you're just getting started to see and just take away those unknowns, because sometimes that brings a lot of fear of like, I don't even know what my options are and where to get started. Just see how somebody else does that. Yes. And then when you say, okay, this is how they mail it. This is how they package it. How can you improve upon it? And then the thing from a designer perspective would be, how can I do small details to make that feel high end? So that might be like the string that you choose just being really nice or that handwritten note, maybe just like go to Michael's and buy some watercolor paper. That's really thick and chunky. And you can do that on there and cut it up into something nice. Or you could buy like a custom embosser with your logo on it. And that's just kind of going to look have like that letterpress look. It's kind of the opposite. Like it's going to create that beautiful kind of texture. And so that's something that's not that expensive if you buy that online, but then you could create kind of these details that are really nice or just custom tissue paper, just, just adding, you don't have to do all of the things, but you could just choose one thing or two things to be like, okay, I would really want this nice, um, packaging tape that is branded to make it just feel like 
that extra little touch, you know? Yes. And that goes a bit what you were talking before, like those handwritten notes or using someone's name, like that goes towards communicating that personal quality that builds your brand trust too. So. No, yeah. I, I love all of that. And my guess is you've got like um, on your list that you've given us, you've got yeah. vendors who make that kind of thing, right? Where people can exactly. get their custom team for their. Exactly. Uh, so you don't kind of have to worry about like, where, what do I even do? Yeah. You, it will give you some ideas and then you can kind of just pick something from the list to be like, Ooh, this is going to make something feel like really special and that I'm excited to send to people. Yes. Yeah. This is one of my favorite. I mean, this is one of everyone's favorite pieces, right? Cause we love a great unboxing experience. And I'm, yeah. I'll just tell you guys from, from my experience, I wanted it to feel elevated, but I also kept it simple. So, um, a, because of my profit margin and, and B, because just like Erica's teaching us, that it, and honestly, I need to like put a poster on my wall that says, keep it simple. Um, I just like wrapped our signs in, um, craft paper. It, uh, it was like really, it was actually really thin and we liked that kind of kind of, it felt like an old school paper bag kind of feel. And then I used twine and I punch, I went to Michael's and I got my own puncher for, to make a tag because buying tags was so, so I got my own puncher and that I, you know, I would, and I would print on papers and I would punch out my tags, tie it with the twine. And then I had a printed card, thank you card that I put in there with like our picture on the front. I'm like a thank you note on the back. And like one thing that I did was on the, that back of it, when I was saying thank you in like a really sweet way, but I also put, um, if, you know, I trust, or like we, like we take quality really seriously. And I trust that your, um, your item has arrived like in perfect condition, but if it hasn't, please reach out to me because I want to make it right. I said it a little better than that, but the point is mm -hmm. I took that opportunity to prevent bad reviews as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so do you think like, like, what do you, I mean, it worked, it's worked really well for yeah. us, but yeah. I just wanted to like reiterate your whole point of like, keep it simple. Yeah. Um, but I love like the, you know, I, I love the idea of the thicker paper and the different textures and that like, to me, that's a really special experience. Yeah. So I think it really just comes down to like the specific businesses of what you want to mm -hmm. do because it's that simple, but you also want to do something special in there. So even when you were talking about, as you were talking about, I'm like, oh, this reminds me of when I go get flowers from a florist, they wrap it in that yes. paper with that twine. So that's even somewhere where you can get inspiration from other places is just seeing, oh, I want this to remind this person of when they buy this. And so it doesn't have to be expensive or it doesn't have to be time consuming. It just has to be thought through of like what you want that person to feel. So even when yes. I'm thinking, a lot of times what I'll have people do is just list out what do you want your brand to communicate in terms of feelings? Is it warm? Is it friendly? Is it? And that will kind of help you figure out when you're making those choices, like, does this fit in with the feelings that I want people to experience? Yeah. Um, what was I going to tell you? Oh, I was going to say, I totally did that thing you suggested. Like I would always, anytime I'm going to design a new product, I have like several different like e-commerce businesses and my tactic is always to order from three or four competitors. Um, so I can see everything. Like I want to yeah. experience like, what's the unboxing? Like, how are they doing that? How did they make this? Like, is there other ways, there were ways that my husband, um, was able to tweak our process of building our pieces by, you know, some really smart things that other people were doing. So I really suggest that for, for I thought that was really clever that you that you suggested that. I think it's such a great strategy. Oh yeah. And it's helpful in taking apart those unknowns of like, okay, what do I even need when I, when I send this out? Like, how does this even look for other people? What is, what are people going to be expecting in some ways and how can I make it unexpected even? Cause that can be an yes. element of, of branding. And being creative yeah. and thinking just there's nothing better than the unboxing right isn't that just the it's, it's just the best, best. <laughs>
yeah, and that's a special piece. And what you were talking about too reminded me of like just comparing like what your own life and what you need and packaging those things. So if you're tight on time, maybe you do want to get those things pre-printed. If you're tight on money and margins, maybe you want to do that yourself. If yes. And so kind of putting those pieces together in a way that works for you of like, okay, I want to splurge a little bit here, but here I really want to go in some something that's more... Um, financially inexpensive for me or here I can put in a little bit more time of here I don't want to I think that that's something to be really thinking about as you do it but just because you're thinking about those things you don't have to sacrifice you know special touches you just kind of have to be strategic about about how you want to go about it yeah and looking at those other people helps with that Yes. No, I love that you said that because I think like you don't have to go crazy about everything. So for example, we had to have completely custom boxes made so that were big enough for our pieces that w they wouldn't break in the mail. Yeah. And so that's where we had to, that's where we had to splurge. Yeah. And so I was having like teenagers come over and, and make my tags for me. You know, I created it, but then they would make it, you know, they were cutting twine yeah, for yeah. me. They were using the whole puncher. You know what yes. I mean? Um, they were like doing my staining and base painting for me, like things that I could kind of delegate. I would like in the least expensive way possible. And then where I knew I needed to, I elevated. Um, mm -hmm. so that, that's so good. So I would really love to know from you, Erica, um, for those of us who like branding feels really overwhelming or mm -hmm. someone who's maybe just maybe hasn't even started an Etsy shop yet. It's all feeling like a lot. I, especially for that person feeling nervous, um, like what advice would you give them, mm. you know, for, for these next few steps for their, for their shop? Yeah, I definitely think if you're just completely feeling overwhelmed, ordering some, some of those things that we were talking about will just at least give you an idea of like how to get started. How are other yes. people doing it? When you look at some of the competitive things, I think also writing down that list of like, okay, how do I want to make the person feel when I'm doing this and writing down some brand personality words is kind of the term we would use in the industry and figuring out your brand personality, but it really comes down to like, what are those feelings that um, I want to represent my brand it will give you kind of a baseline of something to compare, almost like a guideline to compare things against when you're doing things to be like, okay, my, I know my brand is a very friendly brand. Does this feel friendly? You know? Um, and then just honestly starting with just, I know a lot of designers will say a brand is so much more than logo and colors, but a logo and colors is just a great place to start. So just yes. putting your business name in a font and getting that download to see, or so that you can start your shop or, and just put it on a stamp or, you know, put it on a card that you're writing and just tell yourself that like, you don't have to do everything all at once, but you can brands are built and they're built over time. And um, even the aesthetic part is built over time, not just the reputation part. So just doing those baby steps, I think I would tell somebody and, and also just repeating to yourself, like done is better than perfect. My brand <laughs> evolve, you know, and, and that's okay. And that happens to everyone, you know? So hopefully, hopefully that's helpful. I'm happy to talk any other specifics to it's about completely that. helpful. And I'll tell you that my original stuff was really ugly and I still sold signs. So you can, I think there's like a lot of freedom in that. You can just start where you are, do the best you get something done and move. And as you go, you're going to get inspired. You're going to tweak. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I promise you, you're all of your stuff, unless you're already a branding expert like Erica, your stuff is going to evolve over time and you're going to be fine tuning and tweaking and it's going to be okay. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, do you have maybe two to three really simple tips that a, like a new Etsy seller could use today to take that next step? You kind of just touched on this a little bit, but, um, I don't know, maybe like places you could direct them. If you were going to be like, all right, do one, two, three, like here are some things to just do, you know, to get your, your basic branding in place. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, back to probably finding a font on creative market and, and uploading so, it to Canva would be so helpful. Um, honestly, that's a lot of stuff that I have available. If someone really just wants to get started and is, is needing to, I'm creating a course that walks people through how to build their own branding. If you can't um, afford to be able to get full custom service done. So I'm, I'm looking for some testers. So if anyone is like, I want to do this and I don't know how to, um, hit me up on my site and I, I will walk you through in my course exactly the step-by-step on how to build a beautiful brand in a professional way. In Illustrator, you can actually get um, a free trial. So you can actually get a vector format that's scalable. And I'll, I literally like open up Illustrator. Like it's not and not you don't have to know anything before coming into that. So that would be a great way. Um, wow. Yeah. And and then I didn't it's- realize we could do that because I knew you had this in the works, Erica, but I didn't know this was available. You guys. Okay. So you're literally going to teach us how to brand our Etsy shop. That's yeah. what you're saying. You're <gasps> rather yeah. than paying it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I that's, just- okay. Yeah. that's just an easier. I think honestly, what I've been finding is that there's either businesses that are established and have the investment to be able to hire a brand designer, but then most people need branding when they're starting. And that's the part that just is like gut-wrenching is like, okay, either I can't make money out as a brand, as a graphic designer and brand strategist because I want to help everyone that's getting started or all these people just can't afford me. And that, and you know, that, that's kind of a tricky spot to be in. And so I just wanted to find an option for people that are like, I want it to look good. I know what I want it to look like. I just don't have the skills to get there. And I'm like, okay, I can take you through my own process and you can do it yourself. And there's a way to do this where I can kind of debunk and demystify, like what am I doing when I create a brand? Um, Even though it might be uh, something you've never used before, like a program like Adobe Illustrator or something. And how do you get started? And what is what goes into this process? I kind of just walk them through the process. So there's that. And then and on top of that, I'm starting some brand starter kits. If people just want to be able to shop logos and be like, oh, I love this logo. My brand would look good in this logo. I want everything done for me. I don't want to have to build it myself. Then they would be able to purchase something like that at an affordable price point and be able to just get started and, ru- and run in with that. So that might be helpful too for anyone. Uh, yeah. Like, oh my goodness. Just- we can hire you. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so, yeah, were there other what other what else do we need? Okay, so we've got we've got that amazing download of those um uh the resource list that you got for us for free. You've got a ooh. course that's now available. I'm so blown away um that you did that. I'm so excited that that's ready. Um so that we can like learn how to we can learn how to do our own branding rather than trying to hire someone or we can actually buy things like logos straight from you. Yeah. And then if you are in a position where you want to do um, custom branding, uh, that's available as well. And then I will do all of that for you. (laughs) Yeah, I do want to do that. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, were there anything, okay, that, no, that was really awesome. So, cause you, you actually have like logo mock-ups, don't you? It's not even like you're starting from scratch and it would be really expensive. You've got, you've got like basics. Exactly. That are- so they would be like kind of being able to shop. Sometimes it's nice that feeling you have of like, I know it when I see it, you can actually kind of shop for logos with that. And that, that's something that I'm, wow. so I've never done go. that for yeah. a logo, but that actually feels really good. That feel, cause like sometimes we can't describe what's in our head or what yeah. we, you know what I mean? I that know was really that. genius yeah. of you. Okay. Okay. Erica, I'm a little bit heartbroken that we're, I'm, I'm all, I'm tr- literally trying to invent questions right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll have to do this again because there's so many different, um, 
rabbit holes we could go down with branding. And I know I'm going to hear from listeners with like, I'd love to hear more about this and that, but you guys, I mean, wow. Take her up on, on, on those things that she's got now. That's amazing. And then how can we just, um, hang out with you, stalk you, binge you, where, where, where's the best place for our listeners to find you and connect? Yeah. The branding crew.co. That's where you can find everything that I've talked about. That's where you can email me with any questions that you have. I love to help. Honestly, I, I think just as many people that we can get doing business out there, it's just more fun to shop local. I know for myself, it allows me to stay at home with my kids and that's important to me. So I just, I, I love people starting their own businesses and trying, I just want to support that because it is kind of like a scary step sometimes. So anything that I can do to help find me there. Um, and yeah, that would be really the best spot. I, okay. during my email list, I'll be able to give you tips and tricks and answer questions that people have there on anything and everything to do with branding, how to apply your branding to create a sticker and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. I will, I will link all of that for you guys down there. And then I need to add this part on. Okay. So, um, I have been getting to know Erica for a few months now. Um, we met because she's a listener and she, you know, um, and told me her, her background and her resume, which you guys heard is mind blowing impressive. Um, but I need to tell you that we've kind of been building a friendship. We have some common, um, common strands and just like how we do life and what's important to us. And, um, she is one of the most precious, pure hearted, trustworthy people I have met. Like you will, and like literally you DM her. And if you want, even if you just watch this on YouTube and you see her, she is so pure hearted. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, for me, so like you were talking about what is important in a brand, like to me to find that in a person in a brand means the world. Mm -hmm. Um, when we're surrounded by a lot of just manipulation and conning and grasping for personal gain and all of that. I'm personally, and I strive to, to, to be high integrity on this too. I am so drawn to someone like you, Erica, who is just, just pure and kind and generous. So I just wanted to like add that little bit, you guys, you know, that this isn't, this is someone I've gotten to know a bit and I really trust her. So, um, if you need branding help, I have absolutely no hesitation reservation in, in pointing you in her direction. Mm-hmm. That is so kind, Lizzie. That's exactly how I feel. I think it's just so refreshing to hear someone speak honestly, especially when you are listening to them in a digital space. And that's just how I know I feel. And a lot of other listeners feel listening to you. It's just saying it how it is and, and just being really that down to earth person. That's so easy to relate to. So thank you. Thanks for having me. It's just, it's been such a treat. Well, thank you. And I will definitely be trying to sweet talk you back on here again. Um, and, <laughs> and I will talk to you very soon. Okay. That sounds great. Thanks, Lizzie. <laughs> Have a great one, y'all. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.